Hey guys, welcome back to Open Air the Welly Podcast. My name is Sophia. I'm the host of this podcast. Welly stands for Wellness Advocate. Um, there's a team of 12 of us and we talk about health and wellness. Specifically on this podcast, we try to have honest and deep and more enthralling conversations about our health and wellness. Um, I am a junior day student, in case you didn't know, and yeah, welcome to this episode. Long time no see, everybody. I haven't posted an episode in about a month because I was overwhelmed. Because it was the very end of the semester, I had not done any open air work for two weeks over break, and I just couldn't get back into it. I was having a bit of a rut. And I won't lie, I'm still kind of in a rut with the podcast, but I think getting back into it will just. Oh my gosh, there was somebody just slammed a door. Getting back into it will be good, and I'm excited to keep providing new content for you. <laughs> this week on the podcast, I had two very special guests. I had Serena and Jen, who is a house parent, and Serena is a boarder from South Korea. And I had them come on to talk a little bit about their experience with quarantining and coming back to school after being away for like all of first semester and last year and so yeah I really hope you guys enjoy I think this will be a good episode in case you are off campus or you didn't know anything about that anything that was happening and yeah I hope you all enjoy and I'll see you at the end of the episode (laughs) bye hi would you like to introduce yourself yeah, um, my name's Serena. I'm a sophomore boarder from South Korea. Amazing. Okay, so let's get into it. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Are you, you're back on campus, correct? Yes, finally. Amazing. Yeah, so I guess, so obviously you're from South Korea. Like, how did you decide to come back to school? Like, with your family, I guess. What was that like an obvious decision for you, or was it like something that you really had to deliberate? Um, so back in January last year, I had to go back home because I had health problems. So I was planning on coming back on campus on August, which got delayed again, but it took some convincing of my parents since they were really worried about me because of all the COVID cases, but. Um, I managed to convince them, and I am so excited to be back here. Yeah, traveling. I guess was that was it really like complicated the traveling aspect coming into the U.S. I- yeah. Um. So obviously, international students need their visas. So it took me a long time to get my visa renewed because the embassy was closed for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that problem got solved, which was very good <laughs> and um, the airports i think they like managed to like social distance everyone so like we can all be safe that's so good yeah. and like flights and everything how are your flights it's like about 14 hours so it was long oh. but i slept through like <laughs> most of it (laughs) amazing and then you came back on campus and you had to quarantine yes 
Oh yes, it was a whole lovely thing. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about quarantining in the dorms. Oh. How was that? Tell me all the details. <laughs> so um, all of the boarders had to come back in the middle of fall semester. It it was toward was still in the middle of the semester, so we still had to take our um, classes and like do homework. We did have like. Um, absence excused, which was thankfully very good. And um, when I first came here, it felt so weird. Like we couldn't hug anyone or like we can't even like get close to each other. It was it was sad, but it was still better than like staying away all like from across the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How was how was like being in quarantine? Do you have a roommate? Yes, I do. I have a roommate. So it was, I feel like it, if I didn't have a roommate, I feel like it would have been much worse for me. Mm -hmm. Like my roommate and I, like we would like talk about stuff. And like we did a quarantine project, like a self-portrait project. Oh my gosh. Really fun. Amazing. <laughs> and like we watched like Netflix, a lot of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. So you were... So you were in quarantine at school, um, kind of mm -hmm. locked away in your room. And how is like doing classes like that? Because it, you're you're on campus, but you can't be in classes. How did that feel? I guess. I guess so. Back in Korea, when I used to do online school, my school like it started at nine p.m. to five twenty a.m. Mm. So I had a whole different schedule than my family. Yeah. So. I didn't really like get like enough time to like spend with my family but like here at least I can like spend like extra time like facetiming my friends or like talking to my roommate so that was it was I feel like it was better than like doing online school from across the world yeah I cannot yeah. that's did you have a big because you were already like on the New York time zone did was it like a big transition for you coming like um, actually into the time zone because that is literally horrible having to stay up until 5 a.m with yeah. classes um, uh, Serena. how fun <laughs> i feel like um like jet lag didn't really exist this time because it usually takes me about like at least like three to four days to get adjusted to the time zone but like this time I was already on Eastern Standard Time, like sleeping time. Yeah. So um, it was really easy to just like make the transition here and just start classes right away. That's so good then. I mean, not good because you were doing 5 a.m., staying up until 5 a.m. every day for <laughs> um, like six months. But um, it's good that now you're, you didn't have to experience those three days of jet lag. <laughs> like teachers, like back in Korea, teachers were really understanding. So that helped a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, how are you feeling right now about COVID on campus at school? How is all of that going for you? And um, for so, everybody else, how are you feeling? Um, so every week we do COVID testing here. Mm -hmm. So I think it's from like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then like you get to go there when you have like your free or like your lunch period. And then um, the nurses walk you through how to do like your own COVID testing. So I feel like I'm like a pro at it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And um, everyone's like keeping their masks on six feet apart. I feel like everyone's trying their best to like not be like all like smushed all together and keep the COVID protocols, mm-hmm. which I'm really glad. Yeah. Were you yeah. nervous coming that we would get shut down really soon? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I I know this is like the worst case scenario, but I thought I would like get like kicked out like right after like a week of quarantine. I was just thinking of like the possibly like the worst scenario, but thankfully it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like one month. Maybe. No, it's been what? Two weeks since you've been out of quarantine? Out of quarantine? Hold on. I think we got out on the 18th. Yeah, I don't totally, even remember. It's been like one week. It's literally been like one week. Wow. That's actually crazy. It's been like so much longer. Um, are you excited for anything? Are you? What are you most excited for when the pandemic is over? I, I am mostly excited to hug my friends. Yeah. I, like, I wasn't like a really big hugger before mm-hmm. but now I just crave like those like warm hugs that just like makes you so happy and gives so much serotonin I just miss that so much I know me too I'm not a big <laughs> hugger either like like I'm the kind of person that with my best friend we like look at each other kind of awkwardly when we have to say goodbye yeah. <laughs> I don't I've really been like craving a hug and of course it's happening right now where we can't do it at all it's so sad (laughs) I definitely agree with you um yeah is there anything else you want to say how are you do you want to say anything to the school community or people that are still at home for the people who are like still at home or um across the world I don't know (laughs) um I hope that I can see you in March. And even if I can't, I hope you're enjoying online school and spending wonderful time with your family. Mm. Yeah, that is such a good that's so uh, very sweet. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. That's all my questions for you. Thank you for talking to me about about quarantine. Um, Mm. And I hope everybody stays safe. And I hope you stay safe. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Of course, you too. Bye. Oh, there. <laughs> right. How would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jen Yulnick. I'm a member of the residence faculty, and I'm uh, currently the department chair. Amazing. Okay. So how was your experience coming back to campus after kind of being away first semester for the most part? Yeah. Um a little, a little bit of a mixed bag of emotions. Um, I think, um, you know, it was really hard to be away first semester and know that school was happening, you know, after working at Emma for 23 years to have a school year start and not be a part of it is, was really hard. Um, and yet, um, you know, I understand that, um, that need, um, coming back, um, you know, filled with over excitement and, you know, just joy and yet at the same time also a little bit of grief for having had a, a lot of time to myself um, to really reflect on what I I like to do and and what I need for myself um, uninterrupted and unfettered and um, so I, you know a little bit of grief of having lost a little bit of my own time and yet 
so, so much better to have my time be given over to something that I love so much, um, which is living with students. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, how did you guys, <laughs> did you have to quarantine when you first came on campus and started living back on campus? Yeah, so because I lived here, you know, I was obviously living here when everybody left for spring break. Um, this is my home. Um, I didn't need to quarantine here um, because I, I live yeah. here. Um, and so what did change were the, um, the ways that we live here. So the places that I could go and be when I was off duty or when I was, um, you know, just around on the weekends that changed in terms of, you know, not being able to use the gym or the library spaces, things like that, that I might normally do. Um, so that part changed, but in terms of quarantining, um, like being stuck in my apartment or anything like that, um, that did not happen. Um, and so I was very grateful for that, um, especially because we have this beautiful campus to, to be a part of. So I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. So then was, helping I guess because we the students just came out of quarantine I was just talking to somebody and it's felt mm -hmm. like forever but we it's been like maybe a week <laughs> or two since everybody's come out of quarantine so how was kind of helping students through that and supporting them as everybody was kind of locked away in their rooms and helping bring students back on campus yeah it was I it, you know it was a little weird because you know, when everybody left in the spring and then no one was here, obviously in the summer as usual, um, you know, it, it, it was just quiet. It was kind of an eerie quiet here. You know, that's usually the case in the summer. There's not that same energy as when students are on campus. Um, but then that, you know, continued into the fall in ways upstairs that has never happened. And so just uh, an odd situation. Um, and then when everybody came back, you know, we were so excited to have everybody here. And yet it still felt like it wasn't real because everyone was in their rooms and couldn't come out except for to go to the bathroom or to go outside. Um, and so you were really just trying to make connections um, in person because you guys have been doing so much virtual. I mean, all of us have been doing so much so now that students were back, it, the desire to like want to be, you know, talking and connecting and hanging out was there, but we still couldn't do that. And so it was like, it's real, but it's not real. Mm -hmm. um, and so now that everybody's been out for a week, um, for at least a week now, um, it just, it feels a little closer to normal. Yeah. And I, do, I know that we have all these, you know, protocols and things in place, but, you know, just the sound on the halls this weekend, you know, there were people hanging out in the halls and talking and playing games and, and that felt very much the norm, um, you know, people around. And so it was like, oh, okay. So we have these, you know, these restrictions, but life can still happen. Life is still happening. And, um, and so it, it, it felt really normal. It feels a little bit closer to normal than, um, than I thought we would be at this point. Um, I'd like it to get even closer to normal. Yeah. But we'll get there. So for right now, I'll take what we have because it is it is certainly better than the quiet um, of the dorm that we experienced for 10 months. Yeah, definitely. And I think, well, I think this kind of just goes along with it. Like, in, how has it been kind of enforcing these COVID protocols when everybody does want to be close together and feel connected? Like, how has that been for you kind of having not, yeah. you know, having to be kind of the adult and the parent in that situation? Yeah. <laughs> to be the heavy in this in this program um yeah it's it's so 
it's so hard. Um, and yet it is so clear mm -hmm. that the data and the science shows that, you know, if we abide by these mitigation procedures and we do what we need to do to keep everybody safe, that we'll be in really good shape. And I think the school certainly is showing that, I mean, by evidence, by our testing rates and things like that. And, and then the procedures when we have had positive, right? So, so things are working. So the, the science, following the science and the data makes sense. And yet, how do you follow all of that when you want to be able to sit next to your friend and share a conversation without everybody on the hall having to hear that? Mm -hmm. Or how can I be connected with some friends that I haven't seen since March when I can't go in their room and hang out? Mm -hmm. um, so all of those things are really hard. And I, I, it's a struggle as a, as a person who has been doing this for a long time and knowing how important that aspect of residential life is. Um, mm -hmm it is, it's really heartbreaking at times and it's really discouraging and frustrating at other times. And yet I know that it's the thing we have to do. And so, you know, I look for the places and spaces that I can give students a little room to, you know, I, I call it the wiggle room to live. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that way it, it will still feel like it was worth it to come back and live here and be here um, because I don't know that if we, you know, if we couldn't look for some of that wiggle room to live, I don't know that it would be worth it to be here. Um, he's living here, I think, academically for sure. Um, and I say that as somebody who loves the fact that students live here, you know, I, I want students to live here. And yet I think if we had to be so restrictive um, that I'm not sure that it would be worth it. So I'm glad that we are able to talk with um, our health center staff and the medical professionals that we you know consult with so that we can talk about what it really means to live here versus just go to school here yeah yeah there is such a big distinction it's absolutely insane but do you does this the way that the school the way that everybody's handling covid and protocols and everything does it make you optimistic for like a clearer future i guess when it comes to the pandemic at emma yeah i mean i'm i think you know, I, I think I'm a, I'm a fairly optimistic person in general, and so I have pretty been pretty hopeful throughout this experience that things are going to get better. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're gonna make it. And there have been moments where I have doubted that for sure. Um, I'm certainly not you know just Pollyanna positivity all the time. Yet I know that I am hopeful that with you know with a vaccine and the the, the steps the school has been taking and the and the hard the hard work of living through this that students have been putting in, it's it's going to, even when we get to the other side of this, I, I think that we will all have learned a lot about ourselves, about each other, about humanity in general, um, and just how important it really is to be connected to each other. Um, and so that makes me hopeful that through this, I think I certainly have connected with some folks and some family members that I haven't in a really long time. and. I think that that's one of the things that this has certainly shown me is how important um, making connections, being in connection and uh, maintaining those is, is so important. So I guess building off of that, what do you think, aside from what we already are doing, what do you think we can be doing as a community to limit our spread, our circle, our footprint when it comes to the pandemic? Because I feel like we all are doing a lot, but what do you think 
we could, I don't know, that extra step, what do you think that could be? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I, know, I know that everyone is, is trying to do their best and, um, you know, and we all have moments where we are better than at other times. Um, I think the thing that I am, I've been most pleased by with everyone coming back is the general spirit of, um, of checking in with people, mm-hmm. <laughs> of sure that, you know, how are you doing? You know, and I, that's not to say that we didn't do that before, but the intentionality that people are doing that with, with now um, seems to have a different, uh, a different feel behind it um, than it has in the past. And I think that that's because we do value you know, being here and being with each other in community, maybe a little more than we did before because we almost lost it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, just continuing to be checking in with each other and to, you know, to committing to being good community members who, you know, follow the protocols, but also talk to each other when we don't, instead of making accusations or saying that people don't care because um, I don't always know that it's that people don't care as much as they they don't understand what the why um, or maybe they just um, you know maybe we don't know their their story completely and so to make assumptions um, is not the way to go but to make connections um, I think is the better way for us to go 100% I totally agree thank you so much for talking to me yeah, no problem. Like I said, thanks for thanks for reaching out. I'm happy to always happy to do it, and I look forward to to hearing it. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great All rest right, of sweet. your day. You too. Bye. Hey again, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed. I am going to be switching the podcast schedule to be uploading a new episode on Mondays. And we may switch to a bi-weekly schedule. I haven't decided yet, but know that podcast episodes will come out on Monday. So be sure to check out the Instagram and your podcast listening. My cat just jumped off my lap. Podcast listening apps on Mondays instead of Fridays. So yes, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great week two of second semester. Goodbye.